Time to play the game! <laughs> You're listening to Panther Parkway Radio, the official podcast of PantherParkway.com. It's time for a second edition of Panther Parkway Radio, summertime. We love being together and talking Panthers hockey, even though it's the offseason. And we're going to get together and talk about things going on in the NHL. We're going to talk about your Florida Panthers. We're going to have a special guest. It's going to be a great time. And of course, joining me as always is my good friend and yours, Frank Rikus. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. Let's talk some hockey. And joining us is our friend and partner in crime, David Lasseter. Hello, everybody. Happy pre or happy almost preseason, I guess. Uh, a little bit further to go, but a lot to talk about. And it's true. There is a lot to talk about. But at the same time, it kind of feels like there's not a lot to talk about. Of course, the offseason is definitely a di- downtime for hockey news. You start to see... All of the hockey reporters sending out their tweets from their cottages on the lake shore, and uh, there's not a whole lot of movement going on. But for those of us who follow teams that did not win hockey's ultimate prize, the Stanley Cup, obviously we're talking about and we're thinking about next season and how we can do better. And so uh, we had one of these last month where we just kind of did a off-season update, and we're going to do it again. And Dave, it's good to have you back with us uh, for this show for Summertime Part 2. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be back. I missed last time by doing physical hard labor as far as doing home repair stuff, and uh, I suck at it, and I would rather talk about hockey, so I'm glad to be back. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you back. And speaking of the offseason, uh, before we jump right into some of the hockey stuff and, and really uh, pull it apart, uh, what do you guys do with your time in the offseason? It always seems to me... Like the summer takes so long to get through because all I want to do is watch hockey. And I keep finding myself flipping on the NHL network, hoping that there'll be hockey. And instead, it's always some like rerun of a random game between the Penguins and the Capitals, like in 2013. Like it's never what I want uh, to see. I want to see some new live action hockey. Uh, what do you guys do to kill the time in the offseason, Frank? Uh, well, you know, the other sport that I love quite a bit is baseball and uh, for those people who know or don't know I'm a Cub fan and I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan and um, you know the Cubs are doing great they I think they're in first place as we speak Um, I don't get to see too many of their games Uh, maybe I catch them when they're on ESPN or um, you know the MLB network Uh, and the Orioles on the other hand though are the complete opposite their season is down the drain they're probably 500 games out of first place and just my luck every time they happen to be on tv um they're getting blown out so uh, baseball has been uh not so much fun so i've started binge watching some shows on either netflix or uh amazon and uh that's how i've been spending some of my time hey there's nothing wrong i know that's real exciting (laughs) hey binge watching is is a lot of fun and baseball too i I do watch baseball in the summer. I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, so thank you, uh, Frank, Manny for Manny Machado. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, 
We're trying to win a World Series. It's been a while, but uh, last year was such a heartbreaker. But I enjoy watching the baseball and, like you said, uh, streaming the shows. I actually went up to Atlanta a couple weekends ago and saw the Dodgers play, and they swept all three games that I watched, so that was pretty neat. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Dave, what about you? Well, other than being the uh, newfangled Bob Vila and doing home repairs, uh, if you follow my Twitter account, you, you know that uh, I'm a huge soccer fan. Soccer is actually uh, my first love from the time I was about you know six years old uh, with the old Fort Lauderdale Strikers. I grew up about five minutes from Lockhart Stadium. So uh, thankfully, um, you know, once the Panthers offseason hit, there's you know I follow the Premier League. Uh, Major League Soccer during the summer, Liga Liga Emeke, which is the the Mexican League, uh, just started back up. And we had this little event in the summer um, called the World Cup, unfortunately, because U.S. soccer is poorly run. The United States was not part of it. Um, so I immersed myself in that. And, you know, that certainly helps. And the Premier League starts back up uh, this week. So that'll at least carry me through a little bit more of the offseason. And um, and also, as you know, if you follow my Twitter account, although I'm a little bit too young for it, I'm a grandfather, so I love to hang out with my grandkids. They just recently moved out, uh, so I try to visit them as much as possible, and they're the greatest. And outside of that, if I have any time left, I've been rewatching Batman the Animated Series on Amazon Prime. So yes, that's, that about that about covers it. That's amazing. I love that show. Well, that's cool, man. It's, it's always interesting to see what people do because it's just about September. You know, mid-September, all of a sudden, you know, life gets put on hold as hockey comes back and everyone's following the preseason news and the camp stuff and then jumping into October and the Panthers and, uh, you know, it becomes a way of life for the wintertime and then in the summer it kind of feels uh, like a little bit of a letdown. But, man, I, I'm so excited for this season. I think maybe more excited for this season than I have been since, uh, well, since we won the division coming into that next off season because it looks like the Panthers are really primed up uh, to do something special. And the more and more I think about uh, the roster that we have, the more I'm, a little, I'm excited about the young core and the forwards uh, that are coming up and are going to be on display this season. Dave, we didn't really get to hear a whole lot from you because you didn't make it onto the last show, but what have you thought about some of the Panthers off season moves here so far? Um. You know, I know they're doing what they can, obviously bringing in Hoffman and his goals, uh, you know, certainly addresses, you know, a need that the Panthers have had for the longest time and have kind of given them a formidable top nine. Uh, I still think, you know, and I'm sure you guys would probably agree with me that the fourth line needed to be addressed a little bit more uh, at the, the, you know, with McKenzie and Michael Haley. I don't really think they're going to, you know, they should be part of a team that's going to, you know, make a playoff run and, you know, hopefully go deep into the playoffs. Um, we saw, uh, you know, last year, at, you know, towards the end of the year, uh, you know, the, the especially the top six got, kind of got run into the ground because Michael Haley started, what, 75 games last year or something like that. Um, so I thought that could have been addressed. Um it, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the biggest move I, you know, I should say the biggest, but uh, I think one thing I'd like to see from this offseason, and I guess we'll know when training camp starts is, you know, are they going to split up Ekblad and, and, and you know, Keith Yandel? I think, you know, I think, you know, Yandel and Ekblad don't necessarily belong together. They didn't bring in a whole lot of the way as far as defense goes. Um, 
so we're kind of, you know, it, it looks like right now it's just going to kind of be what it's going to be unless some move happens. Um, but, you know, bringing in Hoffman, you know, his, you know, whatever, you know, his past was, especially recent past, in, you know, Ottawa, uh, I don't know how that's going to affect the team, you know, here, if at all. Um, but that, you know, that was a nice trade. You know, they tried to get him from Ottawa. The rumor was that, you know, that they wouldn't trade within the division, which I don't understand. It's not like Ottawa's going to be good anytime soon. Um, so, I mean, you know, for, for, you know, for once, I think we've got a, a Panther team, um, you know, at least from the top nine that could, you know, really has a chance to, to, you know, light up the scoreboard. It's just a question of whether or not the defense can help keep the pucks out of their own net. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not all in to the deep end with, you know, this team is definitely a playoff team. The division's tough. We'll see if they've, you know, they've done enough. Obviously, you know, there's still tweaks that could be made. Um, but cautiously optimistic. I think that's fair. Cautiously optimistic is uh, about what you could expect after the season that they had last year. Yes, they came within a couple points of, of making it, but at the same time, uh, you know, a lot of that was hardship at the beginning of the season. Hopefully we won't have to go through that again. Uh, I don't really like this pattern of being really terrible for the first few months and then trying to be really, really overly awesome in the last few months. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Like you said, it's a tough division. Obviously, the Buffalo Sabres just got a little bit better adding um, Jeff Skinner uh, to go with their team. Not that they're going to be a, uh, a contender necessarily, but every time one of the teams inside our division adds a little piece or adds a little more, uh, it just calls into question whether or not we're going to be able to continuously overcome them uh, and and gain the points that we need to make a playoff run. But uh, it is exciting, uh, I think, to see Hoffman and how he's going to fit in with the team and uh, see some of these things that they're doing to kind of try to make the team better. And I'm glad that they didn't blow up too much of the core or really any of the core. Uh, but like like you said as well, it would be nice to see some adjustments on the fourth line and on the defense as well. Uh, and one of the things that's really going to be an interesting question for the Florida Panthers this season is going to be goaltending. And so we actually have a special guest that's going to join us here tonight uh, to talk about goaltending, talk about the Panthers. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alex Lopez, who's our resident uh, goaltending expert on Panther Parkway. Alex, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? It's going How great. are you, sir? Uh, well, we're excited to have you here, Alex. And uh, I just want to uh, start off by asking you a really simple question. Who is the starting goaltender for the Florida Panthers on opening night? Oh, it's a very simple question. It's Roberto Luongo. <laughs> well, I think that's I the mean, assumption. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could have a situation. I believe it was last year or two years ago where because of a back-to-back -back and how they wanted to do it, I think Reimer ended up starting the first home game. But the unquestioned number one goaltender going into the season is Luongo. So looking at Luongo as being the the you know number one goaltender for the Panthers, is what can we expect to see out of Luongo this year, uh, considering his history of injury, considering the fact that he's getting uh, up there in years, definitely one of the older goaltenders in the league. Um, you know what should we expect to see from Roberto Luongo this season? Well, it's a multifaceted question. What can we expect? We can probably expect for at some point for him to get injured. I mean. He can be in great shape, and I know when you, when you hear the quotes coming from Panthers camp and from him about the offseason, he's saying how motivated he is and how excited he is and how he's doing everything he can to be ready. You know, he said all those things the last three years. Unfortunately, he's 39 years old. 
guys get hurt. I mean, the groin injury that cost him a couple months, that wasn't, uh, you know, an awkward play. That was a very simple save, and his groin just, it, 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 it gave out on him. And the reality is, it's very likely we're going to see that again next year. Um, however, when he is on the ice, he's pretty good. I mean, last year, he had, a, I believe it was a 9-2-1 save percentage. And he was, in terms of advanced stats, I think he was sixth in low-danger scoring chances. Uh, 95, and he had a first in the NHL in, in medium-danger scoring chances. The only real negative he had in terms of his overall play was the high-danger scoring chances. And I talked about it in my, uh, my postseason goalie review. That's kind of what you're going to expect from a 39-year-old goalie, you know, like Luongo, who used to be one of the top two or three goalies in the world, depending on, you know, how he was doing. And now it's you're not going to get that consistency every night. Yeah, you're going to get it once or twice a month, but he's going to, you know, he's going to stop the, the easy shots. He's going to stop most of the difficult shots. It's those really, really tough, you know, cross crease, one-timers he's going to struggle with. And... um that's where the defense is going to really have to, you know, bail them out in his zone where they got it. They cannot have the catastrophic breakdowns that killed them the first month of the season where they're giving up two on ones and two on O's and breakaways because that's where Luongo is going to struggle. He's not good enough to bail the Panthers out of, you know, they can't be the, the Panthers of his first tenure in terms of defensive play where he's got to, he's got to win games. It's just not going to happen. Hey, Alex, uh, Frank here. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Um, I got a, well, it's probably like a couple questions that I'm going to rifle at you here. So the Panthers, I think, have the most or one of the most um, on the schedule back-to-back games. I think there's 17 or 18 of them. And obviously we know that, you know, in back-to-back games, Longo is more than likely not going to play just because of all the, you know, reasons that you mentioned his back his groin, et cetera. Even if they're home and home back-to-backs, he's probably not going to see uh, the second game if he's played the first game. How do you think this really affects the overall play of the team? And do you think that Reimer can be at his at the top of his game if he's playing relatively inconsistently? Because the feeling that I get is that Reimer plays well for three, four, five games, and then you got to, like, sit him down. And when you bring him in once a week, he's not so great either. So what's your outlook on that? I mean, I agree with you entirely on that. I mean, you're right with the Panthers. I believe you're – They have, I know they have the most back-to-backs. I'm not sure if it's 17 or 18, but you're absolutely right. Unless, you know, Reimer is hurt and they're just – they don't trust Hutchinson, who they should trust because he's a pretty solid number three goalie. Luongo isn't going to play a single back-to-back. And, I mean, everyone, I mean, this is pretty common stuff in terms of back-to-backs. They're hard. They're hard on goalies. They're hard on skaters. They're hard on everyone because it's, it's, it's a lot of hockey in a short amount of time, especially if you had travel in. So, and then I agree with you on, again, on, on Reimer. If he's, uh, if he's playing three or four games, you'll get three or four good games out of him. But the odds are likely that fifth game is going to be a stinker and the problem the Panthers have Luongo's pretty much the same way he can you know he'll give you two or three good games in a row but because of that age his body's just not up to giving you four. like if the Panthers have a situation where they're playing three games in six days 
you can't really start Luongo all three of them because that's a lot of hockey in a short amount of time on thirty nine year on a thirty nine year old body. So you're gonna have you know Reimer at bare minimum he's gonna get the seventeen starts from the back to backs, and in my opinion they probably need to give him another seventeen. He needs to be in that thirty to thirty five range of starts, assuming everyone's healthy, and then you know assuming Hutchinson gets three or four in there. In, a, in spot duty, hopefully there's no long-term injury to anyone. But you absolutely need to – there needs to be a balance. And, you know, just like when, you know, like Dwayne Wade with during the LeBron years, those last couple of years where they had Dwayne Wade on a maintenance plan, there were games, and they knew, you know, when the schedule came out, he wasn't going to play. They have to do the same thing with Luongo. They have to schedule it out. So he's got breaks, and they also need to schedule so Reimer can get some consistency and maybe play, you know – if he gives you a really good game, give him another game so he can try kind of get into a rhythm, and that way you're 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 ending the season with Luongo starting, you know, 40, 45 to fifty games, and Reimer and and Hutchinson filling up the rest, and it is going to be a very difficult balancing act for Bugner, but they have to do it and they have to be on top of it, and this is where Rob Talos is really going to earn his money because he doesn't need to teach Luongo and Reimer anything anymore, but he needs to be absolutely in tune with how their bodies are doing and just as importantly, how they're mentally doing. Yeah, those are excellent points. And I was just going to bring up, you know, we're, we're trying to manage the amount of games that they play. I was looking the other day cause I wrote an article um, and about when we had Thomas Vokun and he had played like 63 and 59 and 62 games. And we had one year where uh, a 40 year old Ed Belfour started 27 times in a row on a, on a wonky back, but, and you guys are all too young to remember this, but maybe you read about it, but Glenn Hall at one point started 500 games in a row or something stupid like that. I mean, the game has changed significantly, so we're never going to see any of that again. But, you know, Luongo early on in his career played a ton of games every season, and I think that's probably caught up to him, no? Oh, it absolutely is caught up to him. I mean, the you know, the knees only have so many bucks butterflies in them and like yeah like you said he was playing 58 plus games every single season the first 12 years of his career and it's absolutely caught up to him I mean and if you look up until recently you know he's been healthy so it's not like you know there's there's a bunch of seasons of 20 30 starts in there he's he started a lot of games I mean there's a good chance he finishes his career with the most games started in NHL history that's incredible not only not only that with Luongo, you know, uh, you know, the game started in the regular season. Vancouver is a team that made all those deep playoff runs, and he was in net for just about every one of them. And, you know, add add that to the total, and it's, you know, it's a little bit worrisome, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. And like I said, it's all going to come down to management, and you got to hope that Reimer can give you a little bit of consistency, which he hasn't done in his first two years as a Panther. So... You can put Luongo on the maintenance plan. You don't. You don't end up in a situation where, you know, you play Luongo three games in a row. You throw Reimer out there. He gives you a stinker and you lose. Then you play Luongo his three games, and then Reimer gives you another stinker on the fourth night. Where all of a sudden you got to be like, well, I got to start Luongo every single night, other than the back-to-backs, and it's it's just not going to work. It's going to catch up to them, in in you know February, March, and April. So, Alex, let me ask you this. Do you think that the Panthers should be exploring 
trades and drafting and everything else to be looking for a new golden pending solution for the future? Or do you think that Reimer is going to be the guy? I mean, going into last year, I was comfortable with Reimer being the heir apparent to Luongo. Now I'm not so sure. Um, I'm personally of the opinion you treat goaltenders exactly like quarterbacks in the NFL. You draft one every single year. You don't have to use a first or a second round pick on them, but a fourth rounder, a fifth rounder, every single year you need to be taking a a goaltender because they're the hardest position to scout in the world. I mean, you look at a lot of the goaltenders who are at the top of the NHL right now, most of them are fourth and fifth round picks. I mean, you don't, I mean, you you already see it in the draft. Goaltenders aren't taken in the first two rounds anymore because they're so hard to project. No one, like no one wants to do it. So I think you need to be absolutely be drafting for the future. I know the Panthers are very high on Samuel Montembeau, who they drafted in the third round, I think three years ago, he had a rough season in the, in the AHL last year. But again, that, that team itself isn't very good. I mean, you look at the Panthers' top prospects, you know, m- most of them or actually none of them played in the AHL last year. So that's, you know, it's, it's hard to really develop as a goalie when you're getting shelled every night, but it is what it is. Well, Alex, uh, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate uh, you coming on and letting some goaltending uh, advice. Are you going to be uh, checking out any of the preseason games or anything this season? I mean, if they're uh, if they're streamed online, I'll definitely check them out. But I'm not going to drive up from Miami to go watch preseason hockey because the reality is, preseason hockey it's the entire preseason in the NHL is basically treated like the fourth preseason game in the NFL, where everyone's just kind of out there to get a little bit of work in and get off the ice without getting hurt. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be making the drive to go watch any of the games live. But if they're streamed, I'm definitely going to be watching. And uh, just like last year, if I'm watching, I'll, I'll provide some uh, live running commentary either on Twitter or in an article that I'll post after. That way, anyone who wasn't able to watch can kind of get an idea of what happened. Awesome. So, listeners, make sure you check out Alex's posts at pantherparkway.com. He does goalie analysis. He's also part of the Twitter team, so you'll see some fun gifts from him uh, during games. And uh, make sure to read what he writes. Thanks, Alex, for being on the show. Thanks for having me, guys, and I will uh, talk to you soon. All right. Well, hey, uh, Frank and Dave, uh, before we uh, get rolling here uh, too much with the Panther talk, though I want to finish out uh, our podcast today talking a little bit more about them, I have a fun question for you uh, that I asked you guys to prepare ahead of time. But who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup this year? So what I want you guys to do is give me the Western Conference champion, the Eastern Conference champion, and then the ultimate Stanley Cup champion. So, Frank, are you uh, you ready to give us your prediction? No, but I will anyway. Um, in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, mm, I know solid. a lot of people are predicting Toronto just because of, um, oh, what's that guy's name? John Tavares or something like that? Something um, like that. I, yeah, I just think Tampa fourth, has fourth too, line too center, many guns. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I just think Tampa has too many guns. They're too good offensively. They're too good on defense. They have good goaltending. Uh, Toronto, I think, is more than one big player away from um, making a run, and I just don't think they have it in them. I wouldn't mind seeing them. You know, I, I mean, look, I don't think the Panthers are going to be in the final. That's just I'll say it right now, but. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Toronto there, but I think Tampa needs to be, at least in my mind, the uh, 
the odds-on favorite. As far as the Western Conference goes, that's really tough. Um, it's a tough conference. I think you'd have to consider Vegas, but everybody's got to have a year like they had last year, and I don't know if that's entirely possible. So I guess my next pick would probably be um, Nashville. Wow, okay. Nashville and Tampa. That would be one heck of a final. Uh, and a lot of fun in the southern states uh, to have those final that final. But Yeah, that would be great for the Sun Belt. Right. So ultimately though, uh, who takes the who takes the cup? Uh, <sighs> Do we have to predict this now? Yeah, that's that's the whole idea. You really? make a crazy prediction yeah, but I, I I reserve the right to change my mind come October. Come October, okay, uh, yeah, but it's or, fun. You know, it's fun in April for me to be like, "Can you believe yeah. Frank yeah. said uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to be this thing?" All right, yeah, I'm going to say Tampa. Tampa Bay wins the Cup. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that and would I, be uh, severely disappointing for us. But uh, <laughs> but uh, well, it's, it's hey, it's a Florida of, team. I mean, you know, out of rivalry. But um, yeah, okay. So Tampa, Nashville, Tampa wins it all. Dave, what what you got for us? What's your your bold prediction? Well, I would love to have some out-of-left-field pick, um, you know, just to kind of stir things up. But, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that kind of guy. But I'm going to echo Frank uh, as far as the Eastern Conference goes. Uh, I think it's going to be Tampa Bay. Um, you know, they, I, I, I think, you know, you kind of learn what it takes to, you know, to win, you know, to go deep in the playoffs and, Tampa was just that close one game away from the Stanley cup final. And, you know, if, if anything, you know, they've kind of had that sticking in their crawl all off season. Um, so I think, I think Tampa, you know, Tampa does it. And uh, for the Western conference, I'm going to go with uh, Atlanta thrashers. I mean, Winnipeg jets, um, you know, you know that that series last year, you know, between Nashville and Winnipeg was, you know, was great to see. I think, um, you know, when you know Winnipeg, you know, kind of unfortunate to run into the buzzsaw that was Vegas in, in the Western Conference Final. Um, but I think, you know, Winnipeg is set up, you know, long term. I think to uh, to contend, and it's kind of it's kind of amazing. A few years ago, people would, you know, were kind of ripping, you know, Kevin. I'm going to say his name wrong. Shovel Day off. Uh, you know, but probably me included, if I have to go back and look at Twitter for not making any moves, just kind of, you know, holding Pat and it's worked out for them. Uh, so I, I think, you know, it's Tampa and Winnipeg and, uh, I guess I got to go with Tampa. You know, it's like you said, Josh is going to stink for, you know, for Panther fans and, uh, you know, any sort of rivalry that we have with Tampa, we're just going to have to, you know, kind of eat it. But I think Tampa, you know, Tampa's the best team in the league right now on paper. Things happen. Obviously, this is August. Uh, you know, you know, between now and you know, in in April and May and June, Tampa and Winnipeg. Tampa wins. Wow. Okay. Two votes for Tampa. Wow. Well, to give mine, uh, I think that uh, it's possible that Tampa makes it. I think it's possible that Toronto finally makes it. Uh, but my pick is a repeat. Eastern Conference champion, Washington Capitals. I think that having gone through the process now and won a Stanley Cup, uh, they know what it takes to win. They've got the elements still there, pretty much bringing everyone back except their coach. Uh, and I think that they have a really good shot at going back. Uh, they've got Tampa's number. 
And even if Tampa comes out full force, there's a great chance that Washington's going to be there to meet them. Uh, so that's what I think is going to come out of the East. In the West, um, you know, I, I like Nashville. Like Frank said, I think they're they're a good team. I like Winnipeg. I think they've got some great pieces. I love Line A. Uh, but I got to say, man, what about the LA Kings? You know, they've come back. They've got Ilya Kovalchuk coming on to play. Granted, he's older, but he's going to score some goals for them. Anze Kopitar and Jeff Carter are two of the best centers in the world. Drew Doughty uh, re-signed and ready to go. Uh, you know, so I'm going to say L.A. Kings, Washington Capitals, with uh, the Washington Capitals repeating and being two-time Stanley Cup champions. Take that, Sidney Crosby. Wow, the travel in that series will be a real doozy. <laughs> I, I have to wonder that with Washington about the, the Stanley Cup hangar, hangover, both literally, yeah. you know, literally. I was literally. literally. I was going to say that they are still drunk and hungover from the victory, so I don't know if a repeat is in store. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes that's how the best hockey's played. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, okay. touche, touche. But it, it'll be interesting to see how they come back. You know, it's been, it was such a long, long wait for Washington to get not only to you know, to get there you know, to the final, but to win it. And you know, and you see how relieved they're, how much fun they had, which is great. You know, but I, you know, and again, this is you know, probably end up being a moot point come you know January or so. Um, do you know? Do you still have that that same hunger after being denied it, denied it, denied it? Um, yeah, they probably do. That's a, that's a, a pretty good team, professional team, and um, it'll be curious to see how it plays out, though. You know, whether or not uh, not necessarily that they're not going to go out there and try, but hey, look, they don't have to go out there and win a president's trophy. You just got to be in it to win it, and uh, they have a yeah, good shot to be in it. And the reality is, majority of that team is young. I mean, we think about the Capitals and their disappointment in all these years, but a good majority of what they've got now wasn't around for all those failures. They're they're young and they're rearing to go, and they bounce back quickly. Yeah, that's that's, that's definitely true. And uh, the the thing though that's the um, for me is the question mark is you know how does or does the coaching change affect anything? And I know that Todd Reardon, who's taken over now, was there as an assistant. But how much does that play a role into what's going on, if any? I'm just curious to see how that kind of plays out. I, I, you know, I think what the last, the only, the only professional sports team I can even think about that won a championship, made a coaching change, and won the championship again must have been those late 80, early 90, 49ers team where, uh, you know, in the NFL where Bill Walsh retired, they hired George Seifert, and you figured out, oh, well, that's that, and they're somehow even better. So maybe that'll, you know, who, you know, that'll, you know, maybe what'll happen here. Uh, Josh, like you said, they're, they're a little bit younger than, you know, most people probably thinking, man, they're talented. Uh, It'll be, it'll be, you know, it'll be fun to see. I'm curious to see if there's any kind of, uh, you know, again, part of the phrase, the Stanley Cup hangover. Um, If they're slow out of the blocks, but Josh, like you said, you just, you just have to get there. You know, you're just watching those videos of those guys partying. And all I could think of is like, I cannot wait for someday in the future for the Panthers to actually win a cup uh, and like the party that'll happen in South Florida <laughs> to kind of echo the party that they were having in Washington. I don't know if we'll have a uh, Ovechkin to lead the way on that, but I know that me and you and you guys are going to be jumping in that fountain swimming all over the place. <laughs> Has Zinka Plaza, I guess where the, you know, where the big, big party will maybe bark off will crack a smile and, dip his toe into the water in the fountain <laughs> just to... <laughs> <laughs> a good old finish boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. 
He'll let well, his hair down, so to speak. Speaking about the idea of the Panthers winning a Stanley Cup, uh, which, man, what an idea that will be. Um, where do you guys think the Panthers are going to end up this season? Looking at the roster, I think we can pretty much say it's it's solidified. This is going to be the roster that we have going forward. What can Panthers fans... This is, this is the question I want each of you to answer. What can Panthers fans reasonably expect from the Panthers this season? Well, if we're talking about where are they going to finish in their division, um, I would yeah. be comfortable saying they're going to finish third. If you're asking me how many points are they going to get, uh, I think they might fall shy of 100, but not by much. You know, can they get 100 points? Absolutely. But the issue is, is that there has to be a good start. We can't, you know, jerk around for 30 games and then kind of figure out the system. Uh, on on paper, they look very, very good. On paper, you know, there's a lot of goal scoring. Uh, and Dave, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, the concerns are the fourth line. And along with that, how many minutes the top line is playing. I mean, Barkov cannot play 22, 23 minutes every night. Just can't do it. He cannot be the leader in ice time. Um, just can't, even uh, for the forwards at least. Uh, he's just playing too many minutes. Because you could see at the towards the end of the season, uh, he was dragging. And so were a lot of the other guys. Um, and the fourth line, as we know, I mean, and you want to pick uh, uh, a topic, a conversation that will last all day long. Just put out on social media, hey, what do you think about the fourth line of the Panthers? And you'll be in, you know, engrossed in a conversation the whole day. So I'm curious to see how that turns out because as it stands right now if we go with the same fourth line that we did last year that's not a playoff caliber fourth line it just isn't i I apologize for saying it but it's just not and the defense you know not much has been done other than and i'm going to murder this guy's name keselvich keselvich somebody help me what's his name the new guy the russian you know keselvich yeah yeah Bogdan Kaselovich, I think is what his name is. Uh, you know, we haven't solved the problem of splitting up Yandel and um, Ekblad. That's a problem. So assuming that we go with the same six guys, um, you know, we're a playoff caliber team. We're kind of, I'm going to say we're a little bit better than a bubble playoff team. You know, we can sneak in in the sixth or seventh spot. I just don't see it much better than that right now. You know, but it all starts with a good start and staying, you know, consistent. Hope that answers your question. Hey, consistency is a big thing. If we can expect consistency this season, that would be an upgrade over the last couple seasons. Dave, what do you think? Well, I think I'm, right now I'm looking at the standings from last season. And top three in the Atlantic were Tampa Bay, Boston, and Toronto. I don't expect the Panthers to have a better season this year than either than any of those teams. So I think fourth in the division is is probably the most realistic. You know, who, you know, who knows what happens, of course, as far as injuries for other teams along the way. Um, but, you know, then you have to look at, OK, now you have to get enough points to get in that wild card spot. Last last year was Columbus and New Jersey. Are we expecting New Jersey to 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 have the uh, the season they did last year? You know, they do have Taylor Hall. They're, you know, they have some, have some good players. But I think if you're the Panthers, fourth in division, 
And you can't avoid the slow start. You can't avoid any kind of prolonged losing streak or, you know, or non winning streak uh, to have a shot, you know, to, you know, the, the Eastern, you know, you know, a couple of years ago, the, the, the East was always considered, you know, the, the weak stepsister. It's tougher to play in the Western conference, a lot of good teams in there. Uh, and Josh, you mentioned earlier, Buffalo, but, you know, Buffalo suddenly got a little bit better. Is it enough to expect them to challenge for a playoff team? You know, I, I don't necessarily think so, but it remains to be seen. But Ottawa's a mess. No one knows what's going on in Montreal. Uh, Detroit's probably still going to decline a little bit. So you're probably going to have to, uh, I, I, you know, maybe you have to battle Buffalo for the fourth spot, you know, as a worst-case scenario. But that that should be the, the, the Panthers. You never know. You catch a break here and there. Maybe go on a instead of you know a, a terrible start or a long losing streak. You get a great start. You go on a long winning streak, and you set yourself up because as we learned last year, you know what you do in October, November uh, factors in no matter how well you're playing come March and April. Uh, so that matters. Uh, so I think realistically, fourth uh, and getting one of those wild card spots. I think they're good enough to get the wild card spot. Uh, from some of those other teams, but I, I don't see them having enough to go over Tampa Bay, Boston, or Toronto because it looks like that they've, especially Toronto. Toronto's only gotten better. Uh, I think that's so, fair. I mean, I think that's a fair analysis that the best, in my opinion, and I think Dave, this is what you're saying. You can correct me if I'm wrong. The best that the Panthers could hope for this season is a wild card spot. I mean, that's really if we're being realistic, straight up, cards on the table looking at these rosters, looking at past history, looking at performance, unless there's some sort of crazy uh, Wayne Gretzky-esque player that's going to burst forth on the Panthers in a display of glo- you know, glory, uh, it's probably going to be a wild card spot that we're fighting for. That, that's, yeah, ex- exactly. And, you know, I think they're good enough to get it. Uh, but I, but they're, they're, they're not a top three in the East as things stand, considering, you know, if you assume everyone's healthy. They're just not. They're not there yet. And you know the, you know the shaky defense, aging goaltending, bad fourth line, those are factors that play into it. If you if they address those, maybe we're, we're singing a different tune. Fourth in the wild card spot, I'll take that. Yeah, and you and you look at teams that go deep into the playoffs, and I'm not just talking about teams that make it in the first round. I'm talking, you know, teams that end up in the uh, the, the conference finals. So what would we call that? The final four, so to speak. It, when you look at their fourth line, you look at their goaltending, and you look at their defense, that's what we need to measure up to. And, you know, not that it's a bad thing, but you know, we've got a little bit of work to do to get to that level. And could it happen during the season with a trade? It's entirely possible. But, you know, our, our work is cut out for us. And, you know, Josh, like you said, if we're being realistic and not just being um, homers, because we usually are not, um, I think that's, that's what we're looking at. So as we go into the season, uh, you know, we're going to be doing podcasts. We're going to be uh, trying to connect with you guys. And one of the things that we're going to be doing is we've launched a brand new Facebook page. Uh, well, it's actually not a page. It's a group, and it's called Panther Talk with Panther Parkway. And uh, so one of the things that we want to encourage you guys as listeners to be a part of is this Panther Talk with Panther Parkway Facebook group, uh, because what we want to do is provide an atmosphere where Panther fans can share their opinions without being mocked, without being shot down, without being cussed out for, uh, you know, 
not having the same opinion as another Panther fan. Frank, what, what do you think is so cool about having our own little space here with this group? Well, I like the idea that, you know, um, as a unit, we decided to come up with that. And, you know, just as you, as you said, Josh, it's, we want it to be a place where people can come and talk and a, not be afraid to voice their opinion, but B also not be critiqued or criticized in a way where you don't feel like you ever want to come back. I've been parts of some of those other groups, um, you know, not only in hockey, but in other sports. And, you know, the conversation back and forth can get pretty brutal and we don't want that, you know, so we want to build uh, a good fan base. We want to build uh, an intelligent fan base, but we also realize that, you know, there's still a lot of people that are newer to the game, still trying to learn all the different nuances and all that. And Hey, if you like a certain player, that's fine. If you like the way a certain player played, maybe you saw something that nobody else saw. Don't be afraid to, to voice your opinion. But I think what we've seen so far is everybody's been very um, cordial, if that's the right word. They've been friendly. The conversations have been good. Obviously, when the season starts, <laughs> things have a potential of falling off the rail. But uh, we're not going to administer everything. We don't need to prove everybody's comments because that's just way, way too time consuming. But I think it can be a fun place to interact, meet more people. And we, we encourage everybody out there who's a Panther fan to come, like the page, follow it, join in, start your own topic. You know, if it's something that you want to talk about, just post it and let's get some conversation going. Because I think one of the things that the three of us who are still on here would agree is that we need more fan interaction. And we noticed that. So we put this together to hopefully develop it. So, well, and what we want to do is, is create positivity in fandom. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, uh, like Twitter can be such a negative place nowadays where things just delve into arguments, name calling. And if you do any of that, we're going to kick you out of our group. Right. Like We, right. Want, we want you to be. Yeah, we don't we want, want that. To, I don't want to monitor that stuff. I, I just yeah, don't. It's just not going to happen. So if you, if you no. want to come have fun, talk Panthers yeah. in a constructive way, uh, then we're going to have a blast in that group. Dave, what do you think about all this? Are you excited to be a part of that? Absolutely. I think. You know, there's room for discussion. There's room for debate without, you know, like way overreacting. Like, you know, yeah. I think we'll all three sit here. We'll say that McKenzie and, and Haley don't belong on the team. They're, they're not NHL players. Uh, and there's people, and we see them on Twitter, and, you know, and they, they they think McKenzie's good. They, you know, they, they, they like the fighting with Haley. And while I, I disagree, I've never been a, you know, call somebody a, bleep an idiot for their opinion. I can disagree. Uh, sometimes I can let it alone, or, you know, or if I'm in a discussion with something, you know, eh, well, I disagree. Here's why. Um, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of times, you know, it may be just the time. It's just, it's kind of toxic, but you can have a discussion, you have a debate and, and, you know, eventually someone says, you know, something you disagree with, or you believe is wrong, you know, the incorrect, you know, opinion, you know, you let it go. It's not worth insulting someone's mother over, <laughs> over whether or not they think Derek McKenzie should be the captain. Uh, yeah. You know, I've, leave I've, the I've moms tried, out of it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've tried in my life to get better about not, not operating that way. And I think the way we've done this for years, we, that's kind of the way we've been. Um, you know, and sometimes that's not the case, but you know, we did that. 
I'm, I'm not going to agree with every opinion to say, hey, that's, you know, but you know, say, I'll disagree. Here's why you have a debate. Either someone changes their mind or you agree to disagree. And, you, you know, you go on about your day without calling somebody a name. Yeah. And, you know, these these discussions aren't contests. There doesn't have to be a winner. And I think you guys would agree that sometimes on social media, people take some of those conversations so seriously that, you know, they have to win the argument. No, we don't have to win an argument. Everybody can have, you know, their own side and we can have a discussion. And that's what we want. We want to have, you know, a good, solid, intelligent hockey discussion, have some fun while we're at it. Because if it becomes uh, a situation where we're, you know, um, um, censoring people and kicking people out, well, then then it defeats the entire purpose of it. So let's... uh, Let's hope that what we've seen so far continues through the season and uh, everybody has a good time with it. Absolutely. Well, continue to follow along on pantherparkway.com. Don't forget to follow along on Twitter, at Panther Parkway. And, of course, join the Facebook group we were just talking about, uh, Panther Talk with Panther Parkway. And, uh, guys, uh, any closing thoughts before we wrap up for our second midsummer show? Uh, and then uh, we probably won't come back until the preseason. Oh, it's, you know, it's only August 6th. And yet again, it's, my God, it's already August 6th. Um, yeah, uh, October can't get here soon enough. Uh, excited for training camp. Gonna, you know, want to see what's going on with that. And um, I'm just, I'm excited for the season to start. I'm looking forward to the season happening. I hope everybody is in camp healthy, but more importantly, ready to play in shape. Uh, Bugner's had one season under his belt, so I think uh, he can come in and be a little bit more uh, demanding, so to speak, if that's the right way to say it. And these guys, you know, should be ready for puck drop uh, come October. I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. No slow starts, no poor October, no poor November, no subpar December. I'd like to see this team just play the kind of hockey that they're capable of. I don't know necessarily that it's Stanley cup winning hockey at this point, but playoff hockey, you know, the way, you know, the way they played, uh, to, you know, towards the end of last year, do that the whole thing, you know, the whole time. And you're not watching standings. You're not rooting for this team. You're not saying, wow, gee, why can't anyone be, you know, why is this team keep winning? Take care of your own business. And again, you start things out, right? Because I'm, I'm sure if anyone went back and listened to our podcast from, uh, you know, around the holidays, you know, whatever it was, we were we were pretty miserable because we said, how is this team this bad? Um, it would be pretty fun if this team got out to a good jump and didn't get behind in anything. And, you know, it'll certainly help come April instead of, you know, worrying about who's going to beat New Jersey. You know, what gee, Jersey won again. You know, just it would be nice for, for the team to take care of their own business and let everyone else worry about their results. But. I think that starts with a good, uh, a good, for, you know, first couple of months of the season. Hopefully, we get that. We'll see. We got, uh, we got what rookie camp in about a, about a month. We got training camp in about a month and a half. So we're almost there. We're almost there. And I, and I really think we have to be in a playoff spot on Thanksgiving because that statistic that's out there that only X percent and it's a low percent of teams make it if they're not in a playoff spot come Thanksgiving. And, you know, the writing was on the wall last year cause we weren't. And I mean, yeah, we missed by one point, but geez, you know, the old phrase, you can't make the playoffs in October, but you can sure lose them. Absolutely. Well, thanks for following along on social media uh, on behalf of Frank and Dave. 
Uh, we just thank you for being a part of the podcast and thanks for listening.